Welcome to the School of Splice. I'm Alan. And I'm Rishad. And in this series, we're going to help you build a viable media business by exploring all the problems faced by other media entrepreneurs so you don't have to make your own. Our world depends on healthy ecosystems to function correctly. Just think about nature. Without bees or water, there would be no crops. And without crops, there would be a shortage of food. Some crops could suddenly grow, but for a healthy ecosystem, we need all the elements to function correctly. But you don't come to us for agricultural advice. But the same is true for media. We know media startups need support, especially in some markets which are more challenging than others. That's the whole reason we've been running the School of Splice and also Splice Beta, our little media festival in Chiang Mai every year. Having these support networks allow media entrepreneurs to grow and develop their businesses, network and learn from each other. Ultimately, if we meet each other and learn from each other enough, we can build the whole ecosystem. That's right. But how do you create these support networks and how do you best create support for the entire industry when this is a market that's really trying to reestablish itself? Today's entrepreneurs set out on the School of Splice with a mission to try and build that ecosystem for journalism startups across Mongolia. I want to form an alliance of media organizations or media startups in Mongolia who are redeveloping or rebuilding media as a business in Mongolia. This is Duya Bata, who runs the Nest Center for Journalism Innovation and Development in Mongolia. I, I need help creating some success stories where those media entrepreneurs that I can influence, um, I want to co-build um, viable media like business models um, so that smaller or newer um, media organizations can look at it and learn from it and kind of see, oh, it's possible. Oh, that's how you do it. Going into the School of Splice, Duya had a vision for how to support media entrepreneurs across Mongolia. And a lot of that vision centered around building a database of information and case studies that other founders can look at and realize the possibilities of starting a new publication. So this information could take many forms, from written articles to podcasts, etc. But one idea that Duya had was creating a way to cut down the time freelance journalists have to spend going over the same research over and over again. So uh, Nest Center is building this platform for freelance journalists where they will be able to save time that they normally spend searching for information that is already there. It's not the news, but a background information. So many journalists are spending a lot of time searching for information that is already out there just because it has to be added as, an, as a background information to their news stories. So we want to save that time for like new research um, or working on the format of the story and such. Uh, so we're developing this um, platform for freelance journalists called Uzik. Um, that is one thing that we are building and we are starting to rethink how we conceptualized that um, product. And um, so we are almost... Although we, we are a year and a half into building the platform, like the technological solutions has, have been there, but um, we are looking back at, the, uh, at how we conceptualized the model of that platform um, to better serve like journalists who are our target audience. So that is uh, one product that Nest Century is building and I want to apply the knowledge to, especially when 
better understanding the audience or, or the market who are journalists. Duya also had plans to help journalists by creating podcasts and vlogs to help provide some of the base knowledge that reporters need. Nest's business operates a bit like a consultancy, where they work with news organizations to solve issues. And one of the core problems that Duya identified in Mongolia was that media companies are very reliant on traditional advertising or on grant funding. What we are lacking now is um, we are creating... Everything that I'm like absorbing now are all knowledge at a kind of theoretical level. Um, and one, we, we actually need like a practice, um, like things that we have actually succeeded on. So by applying those theoretical knowledges, can we actually succeed? Or is it just some learnings from international other countries that probably doesn't apply for Mongolians. So that's a big question mark that every media entrepreneur have in Mongolia. So with Stepping Forward Project, what we have that we might not continue to have is the grant money. So with that grant money, um, media organizations who are applying for the grant and working with us on this project in the incubation, they have this kind of trust and they actually the risk is actually not theirs. So even if they if they succeed, it's good. If they fail, they don't have anything to lose because it's already funded with the grant. So we want to create success stories using the resources that we now have from, from, from our donor organization. And it should be strong enough for other news organizations to actually invest the time that they have, the resources that they have, not, not funded with a grant, to try and do it um, so that's something that we don't have now. But while it's great to create resources and have a lot of ideas you want to work on, when you're building a media startup, it's also more important to find a North Star, something to focus on, a mission, if you will. Because you can't do everything. And of course, if you try to, you may not succeed at any of the things you want to focus on. For Duya, initially, she thought podcasts might be the best area for focus. Okay, so you've described a couple of formats here. There's podcasts, there's blogs, there's newsletters. If you could choose only one to work on uh, for this year, what would it be? Podcast. Yeah, what, what's interesting about a podcast to you, do you think? Um, I just think people's times are more cramped and podcast is one format that allows you to do something else while listening to the content. So, like, for instance, if it's a newsletter, it's still you, you still have to sit down and devote a certain amount of time, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, only to the newsletter to read it. Um, so podcast is something that you can do along with something else. So when you've got all of these problems that you're trying to solve and a lot of ideas on how to solve them, how do you actually decide what to focus on? So we spoke to our friend Tala Ahad, who started the Centrum Media in Pakistan, he has a great way to think about this problem because ultimately your focus as an entrepreneur should be on your why. And one of the most, most important thing is why are you doing this? I think your why is the biggest sort of thing to understand. And then like you build the whole strategy around your why and what is the gap and what are you trying to fill um, in that gap. And that way, I think you can build a very successful company 
um, in a way that no one is giving that sort of uh, information or value to the people and you are then uh, cutting out basically that gap. If you ask yourself why, then you can focus on the core elements of your business. For Duya and Nest, after asking why, ultimately the focus was on building support for the media ecosystem in Mongolia. And while there's a bunch of different ways to potentially do that through new platforms or in podcasts or any form of media, you always need to start with the basics. We like basics in its place. Like, for example, do you have a clear mission statement? And do you have a website that tells people exactly what it is you do and where we can find your stuff? During School of Splice, Duya decided to focus on one core problem that was fundamental to the way Nest presented itself to journalists around the country. That is, building a website that could clarify the mission of Nest, explain what it was trying to achieve, and how it would help support the needs of media across Mongolia. So how did that go? I feel I've somehow accomplished that um, as a result of this uh, program. But many things have changed in the way, um, how I thought I would approach that, how I thought it would like at the other end. Um, so many things have changed. Uh, my expectation going into this program was literally just having a website. And what I thought a web website was at the beginning of the program was just digital presence. Like when I tell somebody I, I work for Nest Mongolia and they search for it and it just should be there. That's what I thought it would be. Um, and during this program, it changed totally. And I started looking at a website as if it was my employee. Um, we even uh, wrote a job description for this. Um, and one of the questions while doing the job description was very interesting to me was, how much would you pay your website for doing what it does? So that's really a turning point for me because, um, I mean, what I would expect to pay for a website was the cost for the domain and that's it. But if I'm expecting the website to serve certain goals, um, speak for us virtually to our clients whom we have not yet met uh, in person or who we are not able to meet in person, then I should be able to uh, spend certain amount for this. And on the other hand, expect results from the website's performance. So that was really uh, like a very, how to say, like important question that I had to answer while doing the job description. So for those who've not had a chance to look at your website, what would you say are the top three functions that it does right now for you as a business? What does it do for you? It lets everybody know what we can do. Um, it lets everybody know how they can contact us. Um, also, it lets everybody uh, subscribe to us if they want to keep in touch with us. Do you have deliverables also? Um, in what do, you, what do you want this website to deliver? Or what do you want your mm -hmm. virtual communications and marketing manager to deliver? Okay, um, that is... Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say it's already doing that because um, I haven't been able to measure the results of its performance yet. Uh, but it, its main deliverables are: we, I want the website. I'm gonna refer to. I want him <laughs> uh, to bring us certain uh, customers, um, and also its deliverables is I'm 
for instance, our one of our main um, consumers is grant makers. And even during uh, the period where we have been asking them questions uh, about what problems we can help them solve, um, grant makers were the most interested um, stakeholders or type of consumers for us, for our services. Uh, it came before um, Mongolian media startups and it came before Mongolian journalists. So its first deliverable is to help grant makers know of what we do and how we can partner with them and what we have already done, like the, the, the audit that you just mentioned. So that's, that can be seen at the top of the website. So um, that's what it's performing at first, like letting them know what we have already achieved uh, in terms of um, understanding Mongolia's media market, in terms of uh, introducing a, a product-based approach in Mongolia. Um, and after that, uh, the second deliverable of it would be uh, making it easy for grant makers to understand how they can partner with us. And if they want to just send us an email. So what are the good characteristics of a good website? And what do you need to make your website the home for everything you do? Here are some really quick tips on how to build a perfect website for your media startup. So right at the top, a good idea is to start out telling people what you do. But you know what's even better than telling people what you do? Tell people what you do for them. So take a minute to write down the statement that answers your core user question. What does your company or product do for me? I would put that as your H1 right in the hero section of your website, right at top. This is one sentence that tells you what we do for you. So the point is, don't tell me what you do. Tell me what you do for me. And that's a really good point. You also need an about section that details the people in your organization. What is the user problem that your organization solves and how does it do that? About pages are great for telling people what you do, but it can also be important for SEO. Other good things to have in your about page are your stories. What makes you unique? What makes you different from everyone else that's out there? Your organization story and the way you tell it is going to be one of the most important things you do for the rest of your working career, aside from your actual work. So get it right. Here's angel investor Jenny Shu, who says storytelling is vital in the early stages of any media business. For companies that are starting off, I would say PR is extremely important right from the get-go. Before people care about your product, they will be enticed by your story. So make sure you have a compelling narrative that can capture people's attention. Remember that your story will continue to evolve as you understand your mission and the problem that you're trying to solve for your community and audience. Some of the things to think about are, what are the major differentiators between you and your competitors? How are you an outlier in the industry? What is so irreplaceable about your company? What are some of the must-have instead of the nice-to-have about your company? And most importantly, what is that problem you're solving that has not been solved yet? And those can be great fodder for your storytelling. A common mistake I see amongst startups is sometimes they're so eager to tell their stories that they end up unintentionally pestering the reporters. They end up sending multiple emails or call them multiple times. I understand many startups want to reach for the star right away which is a very noble motivation. 
But I would say start with your target audience first. Identify the publications your existing and potential clients find trustworthy and credible and target those. Also, is there a particular trade group, a business association, chamber of commerce that you could target? Those should also be your first priority when you start out. Eventually, you will get the attention of the top tier media, but start small. That's what I would say. The other thing to consider is how people will get in touch with you. Make sure you have a contact page, or better yet, contact information that can be accessed from any page or story. If your mission is to connect with people in your community, then you need to make it easy for people to connect with you. What is next for your website? What's uh, next on on the job description plate? Okay, I I have to figure out the KPI, uh, how I measure if he's performing what he's supposed to be performing. I mean, I know I have been getting feedbacks from people, um, so I know it's somewhat like making us more visible uh, and helping us people understand what we actually do. But in terms of like numbers, um, that is something I have to work on a little bit more. Like what is a reasonable um, goal uh, for like monthly uh, signups? What is a reasonable goal for monthly visits? And where should I get them from uh, domestically or internationally? Figuring out the KPI and making it more clear. and maybe do some more additions because uh, there's a lot of things um, we had already done that is that are not still on the website because we wanted to keep it um, like to the point without much distractions. But we'll have to figure out a way to include those on the website without making it a distraction as well. So that is step two um, going forward. If you focus on building almost every single page on your website for your business and for your customer, you will be well on your way to connecting with your customers and users and ultimately building that viable business. On this season of School of Splice, we've explored a whole range of different media startups from across Asia. We've also heard from experts who have been there before. We've heard about their big wins and some of their failures. So we really hope you found this valuable. And as media entrepreneurs, we need to be prepared to try new ideas quickly, measure those experiments, and then fail. We need to do this over and over again until we get it right. And as Steve Jobs once said, if you're afraid of failing, then you won't get very far. So our advice, be open, be vulnerable, fail cheap, fail fast, put yourself out there and start a new business, even if it's one single newsletter. Hopefully you can learn from what everybody else you've heard from on the School of Splice has tried before. Duya has some great advice to end on, which will make sure you're giving your idea the best chance of success. Keep an open mind, because coming from a country uh, as small as Mongolia, and uh, within the Mongolian like um, ecosystem, uh, what Nest is doing is very innovative. So with that, um, it's easy to get kind of lost in what you have already accomplished versus how much far you have to actually go. And the hardest part part of this um, program was in the beginning because I had a lot of assumptions and I had to escape from that and I had to really have an open mind. But it's not as easy as it sounds. Like in a very shallow level, I, I knew it, but to realize it, 
it's very difficult. Like I hear you, I note it down. I try to do exactly as you said, but there's this like assumptions that is kind of hitting in my head and reminding, no, this is what you wanted in the beginning and like dragging me back to where I was. So it can be can be easy to get lost in your assumptions and like so it's very important to have an open mind. Hey, thanks for listening to the School of Splice. This episode was hosted by me, Alan, and Rishabh Patel. Production by the team at Lawson Media. And that's all we have for this season of School of Splice. If you want to catch up on this season or learn more about the startups that we work with, go to splicemedia.com. And a big thanks to the Meta Journalism Project for sponsoring this podcast. And we hope to speak to you again soon. See you online. Bye.